0: Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. It it was with wide open it's 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 just conversing about the world of professional wrestling.
1: Oh my God! Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh no. Oh, uh, here we go.
0: Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. The first period starts right now. Welcome, one and all to the next episode, the next episodic,
1: the longest episodic show about (laughs) hockey and wrestling in the history of podcasts,
0: episode 34, playoffs, Jim Moore, playoffs? Look at you making out of sport reference.
1: (laughs) Wasn't there a baseball one where a guy was talking, it was like from the early 80s or 70s? I want to say it was an Orioles guy, and he was talking about. Well, this piece of shit's in the stands talking about, it. and he's not. Yes. He's there during the day because he doesn't have a fucking job. Yeah, that <laughs> was that
0: was their manager, who was uh, not uh, not very politically correct. Can we say? <laughs> He'd immediately get fired in today's game.
1: Oh, the good old days, the Archie Bunker days.
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently, and, and going off a little bit. Apparently, they're trying to re re energize. Um, all in the family. All in the family, and put um woody from uh, uh, uh harrelson mm-hmm. um and uh crap
1: who is it it was I jamie ten, fox like, isn't it is not, it, not, the jeffersons at the
0: jeffersons they're trying to redo too with jamie fox and somebody else and then will smith's wife jada smith or something like that that's but a taylor is supposed to be uh edith in the uh so it's taylor and woody harrelson as uh
1: like a younger version? Are they going to be Archie Bunker, or yes, is it...
0: like th- this is Archie Bunker and Edith? That's that's how this
1: the younger version. Uh, of who them. knows? I'm... But Carol O'Connor was probably the same age as Woody Harrelson is now. When they started <laughs> all, in the probably family. have to
0: wait. <laughs> Woody Harrelson's half the wait. Yeah, he's he's got to sit there with a big pillow on his gut.
1: That's another show. Yeah, that is.
0: That's coming the summer. All right, we're talking playoffs. We do a little teaser thing here about what-ifs now with the uh, with the uh, New Jersey Devils, obviously not being in the playoffs, so we do a little crease-to-crease. What-if segment?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely – I was reading a bunch of stuff and mm-hmm. about potential free agents, especially defensemen or guys with one year left and teams that are cap-strapped. And the two that really stuck out for me, I mean, was Jacob Truba. He is, I think he's an RFA. Yeah, he's definitely a young RFA. I think he's a right-handed shot. Um, and the last time he was up for a contract, he was really, really reluctant because he wasn't seeing number one power play minutes with Bufflin and who are the other guys there. Now, wasn't this the kid from, from Minnesota? Or uh, Michigan.
0: No, no, Minnesota's like the Minnesota Wild.
1: No, no, you're thinking it, it, Matt Dumba. Am I? Yeah.
0: I think I had that problem before where I mixed those two up. But anyway, yes. He, he's
1: a solid young defenseman. Um, he's up for a new contract this summer. And maybe he if Winnipeg wants to kind of shake it up a little, this would be a perfect opportunity for him to uh, make a trade. I mean, maybe they want somebody young and fast, say, like a Miles Wood. Sure. A butcher. Maybe they want another defenseman mm. that has a manageable contract.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm of the side of, I'll do picks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they want a defenseman in return. So I mean,
0: Santini in a second.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know if Santini's enough to, to do it. But seeing what the Rangers just got for
0: Mr. Mr. Fox. Yeah. And by the way, Adam Fox and, uh, and uh, what's his name, Hughes, are going to be on the same team. I say, hey, you want to you make an instant impression with Ray Shero in practice? And fucking knock yeah. his ass out.
1: <laughs> or entice him to come to us. No, they can't Go back to college. Play with me in a year from now. Uh-huh. And you could sign with the Devils. Uh, another defenseman that might be available, because Calgary has so many young defensemen, and you saw them playing a lot in the playoffs, TJ Brody. Uh, he's got one more year left, which would be this year, the 2019-2020 season, at 4.6. Very manageable for us with all the cap space that we have. Um, he would solidify. He would instantly become our number two defenseman. Right. Somebody that you would pair with Votnin okay. or Severson. Um, and they, they're, they're not really in cap hell, but they might be willing to take somebody like especially if we can sign Zaka to a you know a bridge deal Zaka is going to be a hell of a lot cheaper to keep around than Brody I mean
0: I mean as a fan of this team and I don't know how how much you can dissect fan from fantasy or and reality and all those how how big of a swing does Ray Shiro need to do in this offseason to I mean uh, taking away the, the hall extension, the Heisher extension, butcher extension, and, and and all of that. If if by his words saying that you need more talent, you need more skill and to fill these holes because they sure shit ain't coming from the minor leagues. In previous shows we and in, in, the, in the, the recap show for the for the devil's thing we did, okay. Big swing, marner, offer sheet, right? Big, those would be big your grand slams. For, for even McAvoy in, in Boston, I will just say, those are, your, those are your grand slams. Big swings like this, getting a Truba, getting a Brody, to I'm throwing, throwing in Ty Smith coming in, throwing in perhaps Walsh and, and seeing how he.
1: I think Walsh starts off in Binghamton. Binghamton. I think Ty Smith makes the team. Okay, And I also think Santini starts off in Binghamton
0: i think he i think he's on a one way so that, that's a that's a tough sell too but are are these the the i'm not gonna say missing links to to this team but are are those would would you consider those let's all right even let's let's do this truba brody swing a trade for malkin just for the sake of <laughs> converse just for the sake of conversation okay maybe going for for malkin is a little bit overboard very you swing for a Grand Slam and you get a bunt single. Whatever.
1: Very overboard.
0: But are those the types of deals that, that he's looking to do?
1: I would say what he's looking for is he's looking for a top six winger. Preferably a right winger.
0: Is Eberle a Grand Slam? Is Eberle more Eberle
1: a- is... If we were to sign Eberle, that would definitely be... It, it, it would be a step up the ladder for okay. what we're looking for. Good. Signing at least one. I mean, we need more, but at least one solid defenseman. Not an offensive defenseman, but a defenseman like a Trubo or like a TJ Brody. Sure. That would bring us another step or, you know, two men on base. Yeah. And then re-signing what we need to re-sign. Right? That's if that's his game plan. I would say, I mean, getting Eberle, getting a defenseman, signing what we have when we can on July 1st, mm-hmm. and then you add in Hughes on top of that, I would absolutely say that that would be us winning the offseason. Like going after a Kessel or, or a Malkin or somebody because of the Pittsburgh connection doing quotes there. I, I think what you're doing is you're putting a Band-Aid on a bullet hole like okay. you're not really fixing like adding and, those and, guys would no definitely way. add to the skill level of our mm-hmm. team but in the long, long term run, yes why why would we go after I, and one I guy's 32 and the other guy's 31
0: and there yeah and there was a guy uh, or there on my uh, Twitter feed there were like folks that were talking about you know a, a potential Malkin trade kind of thing and I threw it out there I go what would you rather have right Malkin for players and picks right or Marner on an offer sheet, and whatever contract he's looking for, whether it's all ones, whether it's he wants,
1: it's... He wants ten million dollars.
0: But what if if all things are even, so to speak, would you go for a Malkin for player and picks, or would you go for a Marner? F-
1: for... I'd go for the Marner. Because so would I because he's it's younger. younger.
0: Yes, long term picture. Yeah, it's and it's he a...
1: solidifies your team, at least with a very talented forward. If Hall decides to go somewhere else, because then you you would have Marner would take Hall's spot, and then you would have Nico Marner and let's say Paul Palmieri, and then you would have Hughes Brat,
0: somebody and Coleman. You, if. You,
1: no, and then that's when you sign or your Eberlee yeah, or okay. somebody else to fit in that spot, while staying under the cap. But again, that doesn't help what we need, and that's fucking defense.
0: So. I would agree I, okay Truba sure Brody sure I think and and for my giving up thing if we have the assets with regards my assets are picks like that like those two second rounders look if you get if you can split those up and get one for truba and one for Brody, let's just say okay and have no second round picks I'd be okay with that
1: yeah I think they would want players
0: so with players I would say would sure.
1: Zaka, mm, Pietula, are,
0: are you Are you ready to give up on Zaka?
1: Quinville.
0: Are you ready to give up on those?
1: Zaka, I think this is his last chance. This year, I mean, yes, he finished strong during the end of the season when nobody, when nobody gave cared. a flying yeah. fuck. And the teams that we were playing either knew who they were playing in the playoffs already or... Just didn't give a fuck, and he was basically playing against AHL kids. Mm-hmm. He needs to show me from the get go, game one, game one.
0: It's fucking not even game one. Show me in the preseason. Fight for your fight for your roster spot. Game uh, game one of preseason. Practice one of preseason.
1: I just hope he does. Like when you talk about swinging swinging for like a home run, don't go after like a Carl like an Eric Carlson. If you are gonna go after a Carlson, go after William Carlson. Don't go after Eric Carlson. If you're gonna look for, you know, a shake up right. I mean if
0: you're looking for a grand slam.
1: Right. Like a
0: grand slam free agent because Yeah, I
1: think I talk about Callahan. <clears throat> yeah. But. Okay.
0: So that there, so there's that. I mean I I'm all for upgrading our defense. I'm up all up for extra base hits when it comes to free agents. You swing for the fences for a grand slam, you wanna do a marner? Okay. Carlson I'd love it just because I have that I had that I saw that hook from from when he was traded from Ottawa saying I still wanted him
1: but you still you know. have that fever yeah, yeah.
0: I was reading something too about Carlson saying like you know is is he helping or hurting his potential free agency with with his playoff stuff and
1: their game games he's, he's the, the most noticeable person out there in San Jose and I've watched them all all the playoff games and then there's games where you're like what the fuck is he doing
0: so if it's perfectly with us, oh yeah, <laughs>
1: we already have that in Damon Severson and Vatn and. So
0: if if you know if it works, don't fix. It. If it works, don't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Some NHL news and notes. It actually broke earlier this afternoon about the um, uh, women's hockey. Uh, Two hundred players are basically saying that we're going to boycott this season without uh, no, having I'd... any type of uh, substantial pay increase.
1: My question is are these women from the Canadian Women Hockey League that has closed or is it women from the NW the W the women's hockey the league NWHL
0: Yes, NWHL including uh, Olympians and and all that stuff.
1: Right. So if it's the league that's folding that fold did and all those women are like, "Well, we're going to boycott." Well, that's great. There's no spot for you anyway. No, no, but if is, it was the actual yes, national the actual, women's, yes. and it's all women in the professional game, that's that's an awesome idea.
0: That is. Which 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 puts the a uh, uh, high heel. But
1: Gary's so speak, Gary's too. not going to give a shit. And no, I'm not going to do the impression right now. He <laughs> he's not going to care. He doesn't he doesn't have <laughs> any which... stake in the game.
0: He's helped the women's league. He has he's pitched in a penny or two kind of thing, Right, but, but not to but suggest- to
1: what now, to what extent, like, what, what do you want me to do? Like if I'm Gary Bettman and I'm not going to do it, but if I'm Gary Bettman, what, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to like hitch every women's team in the NWHL to an NHL team and then make that NHL team responsible for, Kicking in money and the arena and all this other shit. Well, then what about the teams, the places that don't have women's teams? Do they get off the hook? Mm-hmm. You know, or is it going to be one of those things where every NHL team is going to kick in
0: pennies to,
1: you know, fund this, yeah. to fund this league? Well, then if you're doing that, I'm I am going to sit there as an owner of, let's say, a Philly that doesn't have a women's team. And I'm going to turn around and I'm going to be like, no. well, then, No. Or the league better reimburse me from this revenue. And what happens if any of the revenue that the women make?
0: The other Does part that too. go
1: towards the NHL? Does it go towards the women's league? Does it go towards paying their salaries and whatnot? And that's the other part, too, is revenue.
0: If, if I totally understand that it's new, it's fresh. You're getting girls into the game and watching it. That's great.
1: They need to get Mr. Harvey and his chocolate bars from a league of their own. Are you crying? Mr. Dugan, Dugan, can you sign my ball? Avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. It's great advice, kid. (laughs) I love that movie. I want someone to ask me one day, like, can I have your autograph for something? And that's exactly. Avoid the clap? I think I wrote that on somebody's, like, you know, like when you go to a wedding. I think I did write that in somebody's yearbook. (laughs) But, like, when you go to a wedding and they have, like, the picture and, like, I'll leave some words. I went to a wedding, and they had cornhole boards. Okay. And they, they you know, they wanted everybody to sign it, and I think that's what I wrote, around the hole. <laughs> Avoid the clap. Very good. <laughs> if we're looking at it, what the hell,
0: why would you write that around the hole? No, stupid. Think outside the box. Come
1: on. <laughs> but I, I wish them the best. Again, I just hope it's not going to be one of those, oh, you women don't want to play? All right, well. I guess we'll just fold the whole league now. And and
0: you know how bad that's going to look in today's society kind of thing.
1: They'll turn it around. <laughs> See, like, just thinking yeah. about the New Jersey, what is it, the Riveters? Yes. The Riveters. The Metropolitan Riveters. Riveters, yes. They all boycott. Well, you know what? You're not hurting us because now we don't have to pay ticket people and hot dog people and all of this yeah. in the arena. You're actually saving us more money, so thank you.
0: From a business perspective, yes from a league perspective
1: oh it makes us it would make the nhl what? look like dicks if they yes. did nothing but on the other side how many handouts does the nhl have to give them I'd i mean, like, I'd like i would to, love for this league to fucking succeed i think uh, someone you know that's going to have two daughters one day i'd like them to to play hockey
0: it's it's almost like what uh, for comparison what does um the nba do for the wnba like is is it is is the WNBA under an umbrella of, or is it just like you're hitching it to the trailer? Like and, I don't know what. And it I, is. Heur-
1: I heard that argument <laughs> mm-hmm. before from somebody. The difference is when does the de- WNBA play? Uh,
0: I have no idea. Is it like In after, the summer
1: the- after the NBA season? Uh-huh. This is running side by side mm-hmm. with the NHL. Now you're, I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to be competition because it's not. That's the way the NHL is going to look at it. All right, if your your team's making money, whether it's New Jersey or Boston or Buffalo or wherever, where does that revenue go? Am I going to get paid back if I give every team in this W the NWHL ten million dollars and you're making revenue and you get to keep that and you go over what I don't like? Do I get any of that money back? Are you going to pay us back? Mm-hmm.
0: It's 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 a it's or am a contractual I gonna or am to, I gonna
1: annually have to pay your league each team ten million dollars?
0: It's it's a rough conversation to think about, and At, we're not even right. remotely involved. Near it. Yeah, right.
1: we don't even have our fingers in the game. No pun intended. <laughs> but I, I I want the women's league to Sarasota succeed. Fish. What I want them to succeed. I want it to be something. They're never going to get a TV deal because hockey in the United States doesn't... Nobody gives a fuck about hockey in the United States to begin with on TV. Um, They're not going to get a TV deal, so they're not going to get revenue there. They don't play in arenas. They play in, like, practice arenas. They play in the Devils practice arena. The Boston team plays in...
0: So what can you fit in there? Maybe maybe, 200 people?
1: Maybe 1,000 at best. And you're probably
0: not asking... You're not twenty you're to ask, thirty dollars. If i take right? For you're that. asking fifteen bucks. Yeah.
1: So that's ba- they're probably barely breaking what it costs to actually open the arena and have the hot dog vendors and people yeah. there. It's uh, tough.
0: You know what else is tough? This fucking Brad Marchand guy.
1: Oh yeah, he's a tough guy. <clears throat> when I think of tough, I think of Brad Marshan. <clears throat> You know why he's being a dick right now? Like he's doing these cheap shots and Cause stuff.
0: Because he, because he can.
1: Because he's not scoring. And like.
0: So how does that?
1: It, 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 he he <laughs> he's got to do something. Like oh, I'm gonna get under their skin and and punch you in the back of the head when you're fucking down. Was it a hard punch? I I read online like people are like oh he should be suspended based on all of this other stuff. The real question is at what point does Zendochara pick him up by the fucking throat and choke slam him? Last year it was licking, then you step on the dude's stick. Now you're fucking cheap shotting people. It's not the 1980s. There's a camera angle everywhere. You're yeah. not going to be able to get away with this.
0: And and then the NHL looks at the video and says, "No, there's going to be no supplemental." And and I sit there and I go, "I I try to remove myself from the fact that he's a multiple offender." Okay. There was no action. There was no action going on. It because wasn't a the, hard one though. The, but the guy was on his on his knees. He was trying to get he up was or whatever. Right? And he punches him in the head for no reason. There was no instigating no nothing.
1: Yeah. Well, none of the refs saw it based on if you watch it. None of the refs now, saw what he did.
0: Now, OK, if you're a referee, right, and let's just let's go back uh, quite a number of years. You're a ref. Oh, Sean Avery and the Rangers. OK, we have to watch out for him. OK, Boston Bruins, Brad Marchand's on a team, multiple offender. What Wilson in Washington,
1: they're you, just not going to get calls if that's what you're thinking, like what the refs If are you thinking. need
0: to keep an extra eye going. OK, yeah, you can't do
1: that. I it was a sucker punch. It was. But based on how he did it, where he did it and what the refs were focusing on, you couldn't see. That. I mean, I'm again, I, I'm no angel. I did some fucking dirty cheap shots in my day like that. You know, ref's not looking, oh, a little two hand in the back of the legs. You know, kind of stuff. But Yeah, it should he have been suspended? No. But at what point does this fucking Tom Foolery? How's that? There you go. Uh it needs to be handled locally thin with his in, teammates. With his teammates. Especially guys that are so fucking like Char is a classy guy. Bergeron's a classy guy. And then they I'm have sure to see tu- this. I'm
0: sure Tuca is the same way. Like,
1: yeah, I think Tuca just has to worry about not being fucking assassinated by the racist Boston crowd. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, I don't know. I saw it, and obviously, I speak from a fan standpoint. I saw it. It was a cheap shot. He continues to do cheap shots, it, and I'm not even putting the fact of oh, he, you know, he gave Marcus Johansson when he was a devil a concussion.
1: I'm not. I'm not. Even, no. He's got 100, that's, and he's a hundred point player.
0: But that's one thing that he's done. He's th- he was the one that that stepped on the dude's stick, right? Yep. And and snapped it, and the, the guy almost flipped out and beat the hell out of him.
1: Yep. Cam Atkinson.
0: W- like you said, when does it stop? When does either somebody on the team do a cane through a, you know? I mean, it needs to stop. It just needs well, to stop. Well,
1: here is the thing. What what's the, that series right now? Is it <clears> two one? Yeah, it's two. It's two on Columbus because I think they play tonight. Um,
0: Columbus leads two to one. Yes. Right.
1: So let's say Columbus goes up three one. They go back to Boston. I would assume that game would be Saturday afternoon, um, or Saturday night. They go back to Boston. Bang. They lose. Brad Marchand doesn't have a goal, or if he does, he's got like an empty net goal or whatever. The discussion will soon become.
0: When is enough enough? Is
1: his antics worth dis- worth keeping? I mean, he is a 100-point player, so you can't really fucking argue with that. And you want to talk about a trade, Malkin trade, there's your trade.
0: Malkin for Marshan?
1: That would be Marshan and, and Crosby, are butt buddies. They would... <laughs> that would be a dangerous dangerous front line for Pittsburgh. You would have Marshawn, Crosby, and Gensel. That would be a dangerous, dangerous line. But maybe it wouldn't, because then they wouldn't have to they'd only have to focus on playing defense against one line.
0: But then I think you you it, it's it's the overall picture. You have you have somebody like like Crosby who's in Pittsburgh who's like, you know, there was Mario Lemieux, right? Then there, then there, there's um, Crosby, Malkin, and, and and you know all this other stuff. So there's some kind of the Pittsburgh way, okay? You want to throw Marshand into that, like,
1: why not? They had Matt Cook. Matt Cook was Brad Marchand minus the scoring ability.
0: I don't know. I think I'm, I'm me personally. I think it's just I'm so sick of him.
1: So he, who he, he would look good on? <laughs> on so who, who uh,
0: <laughs> dropped my tickets in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So who's worse? Marshan or Avery?
1: Marshan. Because he doesn't like Sean Avery was a good player, mm-hmm. but he's nowhere near the touch, the scoring touch that Marshan has and the clutchness, if that's a word of Marshan. Okay. Like, He doesn't have to uh, instigate. Right. He doesn't have to play like a dick.
0: I was actually watching, uh, I guess, some video. uh, I forget where it was, but I totally redid the whole thing of like Avery waving a stick in front of Marty's face. And watching it again, I was like, oh, my God. Like, (laughs) holy dick.
1: We were there we were at that game
0: no clue that really ever really happened it was more of like oh sean avery boo no yeah. it wasn't even what he he could have burped <laughs> boo waving his stick i had no idea he's just honey ice so i booed but it's it's a it's a tough situation i mean, i eh. what's what's suspending doing anything it hasn't in the past look at tom wilson yeah you know it from, from a fan standpoint, I'm sick of his antics. I don't care been, about it. His... He
1: shouldn't have been suspended for this, though. We can
0: agree to disagree. Um, Steve Eisenman, uh, obviously being back in Detroit. But now there's newer news that Pavel Datsuk, since his KHL contract is up, and apparently his career there is over. At 41, he's looking to possibly come back to play in Detroit. At
1: 41? Yeah, why not? Look, he's the kind of guy that would be effective.
0: At 41?
1: It doesn't matter. Look at Yager. And I don't think Look, he'd be asking for big money. And I think he would be an excellent third center, like a third line checking center and a, a good setup power play guy. So he's why, not coming back.
0: Why would he come back, though? Like, why would he come back and play on Detroit when they're in obviously a rebuild, retool mode? I, he's I mean. Not. Did, would he want to come back and go, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I'd like to help in my worst Russian accent. Yeah, I want to help the kids grow and, and learn and understand and play maybe, hockey. The maybe Detroit he wants to way. have his
1: kids grow up in America. So while I can still play, let me do that. Okay. Do that. But from what I read, he's leaving. S.C.S.K. S.K.A. Yeah, he's leaving that team. And essentially what they're saying is he's going to Detroit because his agents there and he wants to work out a deal to go to his hometown team
0: and, and the the russian stuff yeah okay i just i just don't see and i, I put here as as a footnote at 41 right so let's just say all right he's he signs a one year deal in detroit w- what's what's the worst contract is it him on a one year deal or is it kobe coming back
1: oh it's kobe cuz kobe's what, two more years at like six and a half million on a team that is up against the fucking (laughs) cap wall anyway.
0: And this is obviously just my devil's thing coming out. As soon as they fired the coach and there was some rumblings and this and that. And the next thing I hear is, oh yeah, Kobe's acceptable, accepting to to be traded to a contender team. I was like,
1: (laughs) yeah, but nobody's going to take him. (laughs)
0: Serves you fucking right. He's going to retire again. And screw over
1: no no
0: you think he'll play out two years and yeah flip it off
1: yeah I think well they're gonna there he'll be there at least this year mm-hmm. because they'll turn around and go all right let's see what McClellan can do with him or if he agrees to let his no trade clause disappear mm-hmm. fucking send them to Ottawa Ottawa is gonna be so low below the fucking cap they should turn around and go we'll take Kofi off your hand for two years you're gonna give us a first and a second rounder. That's what, if I was the GM of Ottawa, uh-huh. I would go around to every team that has a guy with a big contract for at least one or two years and be like, I'll take that off your hands. But You gotta give me something you've got to give me something else. Mm-hmm. But yep. So the Rangers have acquired The guy that I really wanted them to get.
0: Uh, A defenseman, Adam Fox, from the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, which I don't understand why, considering they were named a bunch of jerks and now they're a game away from going to the Eastern Conference Finals.
1: He's a New England kid. He doesn't want to be down. Down there? Down there. And who can blame him, you know?
0: Hurricane City. Not just a team.
1: Yeah, it's a way of life. Trust me. I know.
0: But he was traded for a second round, twenty nineteen pick, and a conditional third round in twenty twenty.
1: Yep, and he was the centerpiece of that Dougie Hamilton trade.
0: So is he was he going to be an RFA or a UFA?
1: If he goes back to school,
0: but they signed him to a entry level deal, right? Or does not that not matter? It doesn't
1: really matter. It's just uh, no, if he signs an entry-level deal, he's under contract.
0: I'm pretty sure he did sign an entry. The last, last I heard from um, the folks up, up north. Today? McKenzie, the other day. It was, I guess, in talks? Well, if he
1: it? if he signed yes. a he, deal, he's a he is league. Ranger's property, even right. if he goes back to school. Okay. If he didn't sign a deal and he goes back to Harvard if. and plays out this season, he becomes a UFA, Jimmy Vesey, Will Butcher... Mm-hmm. Blake Wheeler, um, Jimmy he? Hayes, Kevin Hayes. Who's the guy
0: we lost to uh, Colorado? Uh,
1: Alex Kerfoot. Yes. He becomes one of those where he can sign anywhere he wants, but it's still an entry-level deal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I was hoping for, and especially since I believe you said he's playing for the USA uh-huh. champ, uh, World Championship team. And so is Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes could be like, hey, look, I'm going to New Jersey. You should come with me. You know, we're Americans. Yay!" You know,
0: because that's his sales pitch.
1: Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> we could listen to Justin Bieber together.
0: So now, yeah, you know what happened when he last time we saw Justin Bieber. He was up at a Toronto game, right? And how did that work out for Toronto?
1: Yeah, he was in Boston to watch the Toronto game. Yeah, I mean, it's not as bad as the Drake curse, but no.
0: Wow. You went NFL and NBA. Well, today. I also
1: went with the Drake curse because Drake was in Toronto wearing a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey <laughs> on the game that Toronto could have knocked Game Six, could have knocked Boston out, but did not.
0: Kiki, do you? I'm no, sorry. I don't. I look. I don't <laughs> the know. Fucking a song. Fucking
1: ever. Drake song. The only reason I know what he looks like is because, because of it the splattered Drake curse. all over. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like. Well,
1: you could play, like, six songs right now mm-hmm. and be like... I don't want to. Four of these are Drake, and I'd be like, <laughs> I don't
0: know. So, with the fact that Hughes is going to be on the the men's team, we'll just say... We'll just call it the men's team. Yeah. Because he...
1: He as, just came... He just set records for the... For, for the kids league. The like under-18 team.
0: Sure. Which is all fine and good. Great for him. I'm still on that boat of, mm, I want to see how he does in this when he plays with men. Okay. Kaku's already got Kapu, whatever. Kapu Kaku. Kiki, whatever you want mm-hmm. to call him. He's already got his foot in the men's league door in the game. So he's already got that one step ahead. I want to see how Hughes does in this. Well, And obviously, when they play each other, it's right. going to be great. Who's but, one of
1: the coaches for the USA team?
0: I know. It's well, us. I, mean, I know. And it's a perfect. And you know what? The other thing, too, is he's a perfect scout. He's literally got one kid under his nose that he can watch. And when that game happens between the two, he can, you know? Yeah.
1: I, and, but I mean, here's the thing with that. Like, are they going to put Hughes with Patrick Kane and have those two guys? That's not an accurate way to scout Jack Hughes because you're playing with. Superstars. Su- a superstar. Yeah. Are you going to put him on the fourth line and have him play with fucking Mike Rupp? Not that I'm just using as an yeah. example. Well, that's not an accurate, portray- you know, way to scout him either, because you, you're you're playing with plugs. So you you've got to find like I would have loved if butt plug, like if butt plug, spot <laughs> plugs. Um, I would have loved if like, Palmieri was going.
0: Well, he's well, they got Corey, right?
1: Yeah. Well, that doesn't help either. No, he's going to play but, in front of Corey. But like, if <laughs> Palmieri was going, and you can put him with yeah. Palmieri, and you're like. Okay, now this is probably the caliber that he would be playing with with the Devils.
0: Is it unfair that that Hines is a coach on this team with a number 1 pick and and two of those potential number 1 prospects playing in a game like no.
1: they would have been there anyway. They would have Shiro and and Hines or at least Shiro definitely would have been at that tournament regardless.
0: Just a scout absolutely, right.
1: Not just and to keep an eye on, I mean, we've got, I believe it's Severson's playing, uh-huh. Blackwood's playing, uh-huh. it's Hall playing.
0: No, no, no.
1: Uh, Sheer, uh, Schneider's playing. Schneider's yeah. playing, and I want to say there's some other American, but whatever.
0: It, it's a, it, a scouting perspective. You now have at least the, the perceived number one. You have your eyes on him. You have the potential of a number one on the other side when they play Sweden, right? Swedish, right? finish finish Finish. so you can at least look and say okay this is what he is up close okay i still don't know who i want number one pick i really don't
1: no i mean it's not as i when it was nico and nolan Nolan, i i said nico Nico, because that's what we needed at that time and now we need i again i like hughes where i feel that we're gonna take him anyway but Um, the
0: the other guy gives you that that the other guy ass. the Um, other
1: guy gives us A one-two punch you know it gives us like if you take and again this is getting into the devil so you take Hughes then you have Nico Hall Hughes Palmieri if you take Kapu you have now Nico Hall and Zaka Kapu you know like it's for us it's it's kind of like a juggle what do you but what do you want? Do you want, do want a you
0: team want? or do you want a, a from, goal scorer? From
1: everything I've read mm-hmm. about Hughes that this time next year he'll be our number one center.
0: supplanting
1: That's that's what Uncle Bobby said. All
0: right. We'll that see. This
1: time next year Uncle Jack Bobby. Hughes, McKenzie.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, speaking of other Capels Capels um the Tampa Bay Lightning.
0: The swept in first round lightning.
1: Yes, the Chicago South. Um, <laughs> are in cap help? They have thirteen million dollars. I
0: can't say yes. 13 Yeah. yeah. I, Thir- can I have that? Mm-hmm. I'll take a one year deal.
1: <laughs> they have thirteen million in cap space, and they have how many? A lot will. A lot of that will go to extensions because you already have uh, Kucherov, and I think I don't know if it's Headman, but a bunch of them are getting. Their extensions kick in, mm-hmm. and then you have to try to sign, Brendan Point, Braden Point, All right? One person that can help their capel is Ryan Callahan, at five point eight for this coming season, and his talent kind of going in the shitter. Right? He'd be awesome to trade, but at what cost? Not too much. No one is just going to go out and help fucking Tampa. Like, oh well, we'll take Ryan <sighs> Callahan yeah. for future considerations.
0: Like they were saying that that was what we're going to do.
1: Right, (laughs) Would I mind the Devils taking him? Now, let's say it's July 1st, and we take our swings at everybody. Mm -hmm. We make our offers, and Marner and all those guys, none of them sign it. Do we come knocking on the door and go, all right, look, we'll take Callahan off your hands, but you've got to sweeten the pot. You throw in Surgikov, the defenseman, the young Russian defenseman. They're going to say no. There's where you can kind of be like, all right, I don't have to help. Like, I'm trying to help you if you don't want this. You know, hey, fuck it. See you later. Oh, well, we'll trade you something else. No, no, no. We're helping you. I'll take the 5.8 and whatever Sergei is making
0: for this
1: for a second round pick. And hey, that's fine. And then what you do is, let's say, God forbid, the devils suck again. You can easily, because most of Callahan's $5.8 million will be traded, will be used <clears> up and paid, <throat> you trade him for a second-round pick. A potential
0: second-round pick, yeah.
1: And get it back. That's what I would try to do. I mean, I know it seems very video game-ish.
0: <laughs> it does, yeah.
1: But it's worth a shot. I mean, again, if we take our swings and don't get it.
0: What's your plan be? yeah. Yep. As I say so you put all your 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 big swings in, in a plan A and then your plan B is right you bring salary, out, ca- salary cap
1: teams you, you bring out that whiteboard and you go here's plan A here's plan B you know and all right cross it off you know like yeah. in like a movie yeah and then speaking of other potential cap hell you have the Toronto Maple Leafs <clears throat> sorry the Toronto Maple Leafs uh they came out and said Kyle Dubas that they're not going to make any fringe Signings until the Marner deal is settled oh. one way or another.
0: So there. If I'm Marner and I hear that, I read that, I'm told that on social media, my second cousin from another mother texts it to me. I'm sitting there going, "Oh, well, yeah." <laughs> he hey, Marner's hey,
1: definitely the bell of the ball.
0: Hey, hey, uh, hey, Neiland, uh, Neilander, um, what you doing your time off? <laughs> That conversation might be had.
1: Well, I mean, he He, could look at it one. He could look at it two ways. He could look at it as, "All right, they're making me a priority, and that's great." Or he could look at it as, "What does it mean? Settled one way or another?" Yes. Does that mean like they're going to trade me? Yeah. Or trade my rights?
0: Okay. Let no. what? <laughs> uh, well, uh, there was that conversation about trading rights from Marner. okay.
1: Because they would do it at the draft. I don't think they want him to get to July 1st. So they either A, have a contract done before July 1st, or B, they trade his rights at the draft.
0: I, look, in a month, you'd know. In a, in a in a month's time, you'd know how.
1: Well, I mean, they could sign him for what he wants, but the, and then spend the rest of the summer trying to figure out who to dump this. How others. the fuck are we going to dump this money to make it fit? Yeah. And no team is going to help them then. Mm-mm. No team, like the teams with the most money.
0: Ottawa's not uh, going to say, yeah. hey, t- hey, uh, yeah. hey, Toronto, I'll help you out to get I'll to that floor. <clears throat> no. So, it's, it's. I'm telling you right now. I look. Playoffs are great. Love them.
1: Yeah, you're getting a fucking stiffy for the Pl- draft for, for and draft July f-
0: draft July 1, man. Playoff updates? Well, what do we have here? We have the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets up
1: 2-1 over the Bruins. They are just decimating Boston right now. They are keeping Boston's top line off the score sheet. Um, and everybody else off the score sheet.
0: You have the Hurricanes one game away. They're blanking the Islanders so far 3-0 in the series.
1: Bunch of fucking jerks.
0: Okay, you know what? The Jerks go to the go to the conference finals, they would probably lose to the Blue Jackets or Bruins.
1: Right. I would you would guess.
0: Yeah, at this point we've been guessing all season and look where we're getting at. Uh in the Western Conference, uh Sharks up 2-1. Uh series tied between the Stars and the Blues.
1: The Sharks are doing very well.
0: So you can you, you want to kick them to the to the finals, you think?
1: I would I- I think the NHL would really, and I think I said this last week. The NHL would really be pushing for Sharks, Blues? Boston, oh, for the, the finals.
0: Yeah. Oh God, travel for that! Holy hell, there coast be, to coast. It uh, would be a
1: two day break uh, between, so it'd be game one Sunday, one day, Wednesday, Saturday. It'd be <laughs> it'd be Sunday, Tuesday.
0: Oh, for the first two at home.
1: No, it would be sun. It would be yeah. Sunday. Tuesday,
0: Friday, Sunday.
1: Yes. Yeah. Friday, Sunday, and then another two days, which would be fine because then they'd be able to put the game on Sunday afternoon. That's right.
0: It's, it's an interesting playoff to be a part of. That, that but they would just
1: definitely want it. the Bruins. Because yeah. Boston's, what, the second or third biggest market? Yeah. San Jose would give you the California market. You don't want the Canes. You don't want the Islanders. No. You definitely don't want Columbus. Ugh.
0: But you look at... Look, there's only... You look at both conferences, the only two teams that you'd want in a finals in the East are the Bruins or Blue Jackets, right? You look at the West, the only teams you'd want to come out of there packing punches or blues or sharks.
1: i actually... Dallas is...
0: I, don't know, that's I was just gonna say, like coming in. They'd be able to third, handle. Yeah, stars. Like a, yeah.
1: A cup. They'd be able to handle. It. I mean, they've they've won the cup. They've gone to the cup twice, three times if you count back when they were in Minnesota. <clears throat> so,
0: all right. So we go into from our news segment to our talking points segment.
1: That's oh, Yeah, we need a jingle.
0: Does? Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, folks out there, you listening. Send us jingles. Go to hsskpod.com, contact us, and go ahead. Give us some jingles.
1: So does the regular season even matter?
0: Well, if you talk to the Tampa Bay Lightning, apparently not.
1: Yep. You look at all the top seeds. The Lightning, the Capitals, the Penguins, the... Why am I going blank here? Calgary. Mm Mm-hmm. Who'd the Sharks play in the first round? I forget whatever. But all the top seeds are out. So does does it even what's the what's the point of the fucking regular season?
0: You have and I think in any sport you have to get hot at the right time.
1: Right. So what's the point of finishing first, second or third? Like does it even matter to have home ice? Does home ice even matter anymore? Like I understand it mattered back in the day, you know.
0: I think it does. But it's Home ice, yes, it matters. The problem is when you have teams that get, like, the President's Trophy in February. <laughs> no, like, but, like, like,
1: in general, why does in the playoffs, why does home ice matter?
0: Because if you take it to a Game 7, that's your crowd, your whatever. You when have, does the crowd
1: ever win the fucking game?
0: If you want to believe what players say, and they hear the crowd, and they, they get fed off the noise, and... Dave's making the uh, 3 three uh three masturbation pump, method. Yes.
1: I, I, home ice does not matter. I'm sorry. It's, it's actually, and you will hear teams, because you could see it statistically. You look at teams, home ice power play percentage versus their away power play percentage. Mm-hmm. And most teams have a better away power play percentage because...
0: Is it because of all the home distraction?
1: Yeah. You don't have people yelling, shoot, and all this other shit. It, you could just... Uh, and you're dialed in to the game, not to your family that's sitting in section five, not to the fucking board that's doing the Ric Flairs and all this stuff. You're focused on the fucking game. Home ice does not matter, period. Do you think any of those guys that win the cup? Do you think fucking Washington really gave a shit that they didn't win their cup at home?
0: The fact that you want a cup is when you want a cup. Exactly.
1: They don't care if you want it in fucking Vegas you don't care if you want it in Montreal, you don't care if you want it on the fucking moon. Home ice does not matter. And when it people, you know, what exactly is the home wall? Oh, they get they don't you know they get to stay in their houses for you know those those games the okay. beginning of every round. Most of the teams stay in hotels even when they're home. Do they really? The, that 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 was started with Lou. Where once the playoffs started, you don't go home, you stay in the hotel.
0: You would you would think that's a an un- unnecessary um financial issue.
1: <laughs> Teams travel in luxury and stay in luxury. It's not like they're staying at the fucking days Inn. They should. Mm-hmm. They should. But they're not. They're staying in suites and they're getting catered food and, and they're, they're getting you know, their
0: Xbox and And,
1: and, and their, their fortnights. Fortnite, yeah. yeah, they're getting their their <laughs> Wi Fi and all that. Like it's not like the the old days where they were staying at the Sheridan across the street from the Meadowlands, you know, and it, it was well, a guy into, in, you know, two guys in each room. And it's not like that anymore. It's they get to stay in luxury. They eat, you know, accustomed to what they're all used to and whatnot. So home ice doesn't matter. Okay. Is it more important to get into the playoffs today or get home ice? History is showing us it's more important to be in the fucking playoffs.
0: It does. I mean, look at us. I mean, we it it was a long time coming, right? Five, I mean, yes, five years, but considering that we were in the playoffs for fourteen straight or whatever it was, um, yeah, getting into the playoffs it matters because you get that experience, you get that that feeling, you 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 know, right? It's if it's, you if you play for Lula Marilla, you finally get to grow out your facial hair. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's it's in general. You look at it, just getting in, look at Columbus. They got in, they're hot at the right time, and they're beating everybody. You know, when we lost in 2012, L.A. barely got in. They didn't have home ice at all. They were the eighth seed, and they just got hot at the right time and got in. That's more important than winning home ice.
0: Hot, hot, uh, hot streaks, yeah, at the right time.
1: And, I, I mean, we could obviously look up the statistics, but we're not. How many president trophy teams have actually won the cup? I don't think it's like four or five.
0: I don't recall it in recent history of it being such a prominent story.
1: It's it's a nice little banner to hang in your arena.
0: Who won last year when when Washington won? It wasn't Washington, was it?
1: The president's trophy. Uh, I don't think it was Washington. But I want to say it was somebody in in the West
0: trophy NHL 2018 right Nashville
1: Nashville
0: the Nashville um, Jesus let's see 2018 was Nashville 2017 was the capitals 2016 capitals 2015 exactly. Rangers 2014 Boston 2013 Blackhawks 2011 and 12 were the Vancouver Canucks.
1: so I mean it, it doesn't really matter now can we change things to make it home ice? I heard someone say, give the top seed, the president's trophy, an extra timeout for every home game. So they would have two timeouts.
0: So potentially you're just blown two of them in the third period.
1: Or you don't have to worry about bl- losing one when you question an offsides or something like that. And then you still have it. Because one of the games I was watching, they used their timeout to question a call, and then it's the third period, and you're down by a goal, and there's a faceoff in their offensive zone, and they, their guys were winded, and they couldn't do anything. Mm. So, mm. Or do you make it you, where they get more home games, where they play 3-2-1-1? One, one.
0: I don't think so. I think would I think you get, well, because you're just talking straight President's Trophy, one team, or is it the top seed in each league?
1: The president's trophy. You finish first overall in the league. You get three home games, then two in the other arena, and then one one. Every every
0: everyone else would bitch saying that's not fair, and then your response would be, "Well, you win the president's trophy, and then you can talk." Blah, right. blah blah blah. I I think once you get to the playoffs, I like I honestly like what they say. It's a clean slate. You start you start all over again, even though whether you're hot, whatever you shouldn't get any extra perks perks to get getting being president's trophy and all that kind of stuff. You really, I don't think you should because cons- mm-hmm. let's just put it this a president's trophy top points, right? You know, you're in the playoffs, you're coasting at a certain point. You're not winning the president's trophy pretty much on the last day of the season for the most part. I mean, part. Yeah, there have been situations, right? Where... But most times you're not. So you're kind of coasting to the end of the year. So there's your perk. You got, you know, most points in the league you're getting there. You're, you know you're in the playoffs already so you're coasting a little bit you're resting resting players and all that stuff so i don't know yeah do you get the extra perk i don't think so
1: all right well tell us what you think what should you get for winning the president's trophy
0: some hot chick sitting behind the boards with huge knockers right yeah. like we did that was the whole story <laughs> Anytime you want to listen, recall the 2012 Stanley Cup Finals yeah, and, just, and how horrible that, that that last game was, just just, just go back to where that uh, cam show chick sat behind the bench.
1: Yeah, and Pete DeBoer <laughs> trying not to look at her.
0: <laughs> and there you go. That's how you cleanse your palate of that.
1: So I talking about home ice and yes. why it's important, um, do any arenas actually give you home ice? Like you were talking about, oh, man, the fans and all that stuff. I made a brief little list and it, it's really in no order but like where having home ice actually is an advantage and I think you can look no further than the New York Islanders right now. They were awesome in Nassau Coliseum. Yeah. They are awful in Brooklyn right now. That home ice advantage and I heard, I want to say it was Spit and Chicklets or one of the other podcasts where it's like the worst thing that they did was go to Brooklyn. He goes, they went from 14,000 people on top of you screaming like the building's going to fall on top of you to Brooklyn where there's a fucking (laughs) drive-in car (laughs) in the corner. There's a
0: Honda sitting right in the car.
1: And people can't see in certain parts, and they're not even selling out.
0: Really? They're not selling
1: out? Well, who wants to buy a seat where I can't see half the fucking game?
0: Hipsters. All
1: right. Oh, that's what somebody else said. There was a picture of Barry Trott's. And there was a guy behind him with chopsticks and fucking sushi, and he's like, "This is why the Islanders will not win in Brooklyn." In Brooklyn, mm-hmm. uh, Nashville, I think they have their
0: they're, because they're coming of age uh, as a team. I, I think, t- and Tennessee too, even with their football team and all that kind of stuff. It's
1: and future home of AEW. Really, I could see them pl- definitely staying in Nashville, right? Isn't the, isn't the guy who owns? The, the Titans.
0: Uh, oh, the no, the that guy's Jacksonville.
1: Jacksonville. All right, never mind. I was wrong. Mm.
0: <laughs> but Nashville, yeah, with the whole term of Smashville and okay, they're they're, they're queuing up a a. Although what what do cowboys in, in 10-gallon hats uh, do and like the that that all that all hockey game is over. What they're good they though. Do? When they chant, yes. it's
1: all your fault and like it. That's that's they, they've learned how to be hockey fans. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> Um, Chicago.
0: I heard, what was was it? Oh, it was a, right before one of the playoff games that I watched. They did a top ten of something, um, and they did um, goal songs. Uh, and, no. and most people hated the fact that you go to Chicago and you know. Yeah. Well, well, you are a Blackhawk. you love it. If you're an opponent, it effing sucks. <laughs> it reminds
1: me of college, because when I was in college, we played a team. And they beat up on us one game and they played. Fucking. Remember that song, Sandstorm?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: They played that song and I want to say they beat us like eight, Do-do-do-do-do. nine, three. And we Do-do-do-do-do. heard that song fucking <laughs> like three times. It's like you just sit on the bench and you go, oh my God, not again. <laughs> you almost go like through the fucking deliriousness of like where you're sitting there and at first you're like, and then you hear it and you start like fucking bobbing your head, and then you go back to being sick of it.
0: I can just picture you right on a bench. Well,
1: but Chicago with their national anthem in the beginning where the fucking crowd goes nuts. I mean, you got to be amped up. Right. Montreal.
2: Wait,
1: hold on. Oh, thanks.
0: Oh, unedited version, eh? Now imagine hearing that every time you win or having a good goal score what do you think huh yeah would well, that catch
1: on yeah it should it should sounds like a great idea um Montreal and Winnipeg
0: i would say Winnipeg well okay Montreal because it's simple fact of they've won like a thousand cups and then Montreal will be like finally
1: yeah. the rock yeah. um Winnipeg the, the whiteout. White out, out yeah. yeah it's pretty awesome plus that's a pretty small arena that's not a big arena. I think they have like 16,000.
0: So it's an asshole Coliseum-ish kind of experience. Yeah.
1: And then I have Madison Square Garden. Because, because every, why wouldn't it be? Because every professional athlete says that Madison Square Garden is the place. Like, I'm sure it would be awesome to play in L.A. and you look around. And movie stars. And movie stars and whatnot, but the way madison square garden is built with that roof and and the music and the mm-hmm. way the rink is and
0: look when billy joel right it is billy joel can can sign like like 20 dates five times a year and sell them out instantly
1: oh, he's he's selling out every he's selling out every time he plays there i heard some ridiculous stat that every time he plays in the garden mm-hmm. he himself makes 2 million dollars That's it? (laughs) Yeah, but he's going on what? Like, I want to say he's played like 40 straight shows where he is sold out there.
0: Two million, that's it? Yeah.
1: There's a guy that should build an arena for the Islanders and then just play. (laughs) But most intimidating arenas in sports, Mm -hmm. not just hockey. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I put little stars next to the ones where they've actually played hockey games. Okay.
0: Fenway Park.
1: Fenway with the green monster. It's a wicked pisser up there. You know, they're fucking getting their, do- their, their Fenway dogs. Oh my God. Yeah, it's it's really... No
0: more Gary Batman. Yeah, it's way it's, up there. It's Boston Barry over <laughs>
1: here. Yeah. Oh, it's wicked pissa. I have the garden. Again, these are in no order. Madison Square Garden has got to be intimidating. Whether you are an athlete, a musician, a wrestler, you know, th- those places madison square garden the history of it everybody Mm -hmm. talks like the hallway where you see all the pictures that have performed there i mean (laughs) if i was coaching there if i was a coach and it was my first game coaching i'm pretty sure i i would throw up in that hallway just from the fucking pressure i wouldn't doubt it michigan stadium that's the big house right yeah What does it hold, like 100 and fucking million people in it?
0: Same thing with Ohio, with Ohio State nowadays.
1: Yeah. Well, I I think I had Ohio State on here, and I took it off. Um, The Rose Bowl?
0: Definitely, yes.
1: The University of Oregon Stadium, it has a name, but whatever. The guy that created Nike built that stadium. Uh, I added this one because I thought this would be intimidating. Dallas Stadium. Did they do a WrestleMania there yet?
0: Mm, I don't think so.
1: That's when they break the records.
0: They did a, was it a WrestleMania up in, uh, lions old, uh, stadium.
1: Yeah. That was WrestleMania three with the fucking yeah. little carts and stuff mm-hmm. that when they decide to do it in Dallas, Oh, it's going to be huge. Yeah. It's going to be, that's when they bring back Jerry Jones is going to mean his fight. everybody.
0: Jerry Jones is going to have to change his underwear every, every hour. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I have Churchill downs cause this weekend is the fucking Kentucky Derby. It's, why,
0: why is it because of the financial pressure that you have or that it's just turned into such a, a, a spectacle, like a, a spec, a testicle yeah. it's, when, when all you have is horses racing?
1: Yeah. Think about the pressure on the horses, right?
0: Because they know
1: <laughs> the jockeys, the jockeys have the pressure. Hey,
0: but, humans up there. You got, mm, but you're talking about the...
1: if you were to make a movie where you're going to do like a bank robbery, robbing Churchill downs on Kentucky Derby day
0: be easy easy peasy there's nobody nobody gonna be there in a bank yeah
1: i meant like if you were (laughs) to rob the hundreds of millions of dollars that are in that place on that day like i'm 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 going to dc this weekend but i know i have to make my bets tomorrow for the derby okay because you got to be in it to win it
0: all right jay (laughs)
1: Lambeau Field. And the most intimidating
0: person to sit next to in an uh-huh. arena is Jay.
1: <laughs> no, it was the wife beater that used to sit two rows behind us on oh. the other side.
0: <laughs> Kill him! Mm-hmm. Oof. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, memories. Re-
1: you would see the ref's arm go up, and you would just hear, Oh, fuck you! <laughs>
2: Oh, memories. and his wife would be like,
1: no, calm down, bitch. Sh- sh-
2: oh, no, <laughs> that guy's a fucking asshole.
0: <laughs> no, she was like, oh, no, he's going to swing at me again. Uh, we by and mm-hmm. by no means do we even have any any factual evidence no. that that ever happened It's just. Totally fantastic. But then again he was
1: one of the like four yeah. people that we actually got along with in that <laughs> section.
0: <laughs> because that's all we talked to. Yeah. Once once we figured out who we were, it was like okay, everyone else, screw.
1: <laughs> uh number three I have Lambeau Field.
0: Oh, definitely. With its history. The, yes.
1: And the fucking weather. <laughs> yeah.
0: You try playing. Chicago with... too. I'm sure Soldiers oh, Field, Soldier is field? probably
1: yeah. one of those. Uh Yankee Stadium. Definitely. Definitely. I yeah. mean, you can go to Yankee State. I've been to Yankee Stadium three times, and one of them was for a Yankee game. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just feel it walking into that place. Hmm? Like, it, it, it's got a vibration to it.
0: I forget. When we had this the, the outdoor, the outdoor stadium, was it old or new Yankee it Stadium? It was the new Yankee new Stadium. New Yankee Stadium, okay.
1: But it just, it, it's got a, a I don't want to say like an aura to it, but it you walk great. into it, and when the crowd cheers, you just... Like, you feel it. Yeah. And then I have Montreal, because Montreal, I mean, especially if you are a player on the Montreal team, mm-hmm. playing in Montreal, you know, the fact that there's no glass behind your bench, because that's where all the fucking team owners sit, <laughs> and they can hear what's going on on the bench and stuff. Yeesh.
0: Yeah. That's... But
1: of those, all of those stadiums, one, mm-hmm. two, three, four, five of them, Hockey, yeah. Have had. I mean, you're not going to see a hockey game in fucking Churchill Downs in Kentucky. So,
0: I, I Lambeau Field, maybe. If if you're if you're looking to have a destination hockey game, yeah. But who plays? Who's closest to Green Bay?
1: Chicago again? Oh, great! Fucking Chicago and Detroit,
0: Minnesota, maybe. Yeah.
1: There's other places that need it. Florida needs a hockey, an outdoor game. They deserve an outdoor game.
0: I almost said, how the fuck do you do that? But then I forgot. They had it in California. They had it in California. Yeah, it and would they... definitely
1: be a night game. And it would have to be probably sometime in January.
0: Mm-hmm. Wherever that coldest e kind of time yeah. is in Florida.
1: Yeah. But how cold does it get in fucking Miami and Tampa?
0: 60s, 70s maybe. <laughs> Anyway, got the got all their tukes on there in Florida, and you're sitting there in your shorts and your player T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, on to
1: wrestling. Wrestling.
0: Did you mention it last week that Leo Rush was in a little bit of a predicament?
1: Uh, no. Or was
0: that just in a general conversation?
1: I think it was in just a general conversation, but did you read why he's yes, he has I, heat? Yes, I did. One, he thinks he should be a fucking main eventer. Dude, you haven't had a feud yet. <laughs> you have not had.
0: He, he's had a feud with his pants. Yeah,
1: you have not had a main roster feud.
0: You, you're, you're a talking point for a guy who's shitty on a mic.
1: Um, he also brings his wife on the road with him at all times. I didn't read that. Yeah, that he wants his wife there at all he, times. He,
0: sounds sounds similar to something we're going to
1: talk about, right? But here's here's where he he wants his wife there all times. Wherever he is, his friends are always backstage, and he doesn't like go through the proper security so protocol, not, right? And one of the other things that I read was his wife and one of his friends were sitting in on a rehearsal for a pay-per-view sure and finn balor like walked over to him you know all irish and old and he was like hey buddy i don't think that you should have your wife and friends during rehearsal vince really wouldn't want that
0: if it leaks exactly you're fired
1: and essentially he fucking went back into the locker room and told everybody that Finn Balor was talking shit on him and telling him what to do.
0: Leo Rush was saying he's doing this to me. Yeah. And what did the other superstars go? Who are you?
1: Well, and <clears throat> then other things that I've read about him is when you're a rookie, there's a lot of like, H- I want to say initiations. And one of the initiations is like when the event is over. You bring coolers and stuff like you're not buying the beer, but you bring mm-hmm. the coolers and stuff into a room in the hotel so that everybody's got like a private mm-hmm. place yeah. to get it. You help set up the ring yeah. and like he doesn't do any of that shit.
0: And I learned of that when uh, when I had friends that were in the indie indie scene down in here in like South Central Jersey kind of thing that. Yeah, if you're a newbie on the scene or whatever, you're 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 sewing yeah, your you're, oats. you're you're putting the ring together. You're doing all this and that you're doing little things. And then you work your way up and you, you get trusted. So if he's not doing that shit and he's talking about pay verbally and putting it out there on podcasts where if you put anything out on the internet, like our show, somebody's going to find it. Somebody's going to mention it. Yep. It's going to get back to Vince and Vince is going to go the fuck.
1: So he, I'm pretty sure is just going to be sitting at home till his contract runs out.
0: Cause what did he do? I mean, when was the last time he was on TV with um, Bobby it was, Lashley? It was,
1: before WrestleMania, because I'm 99% sure he did not come out.
0: On WrestleMania? On that's WrestleMania. a good, That's a good punishment, considering. That's that's one good punishment step to go, all right, well, you, you just lost your chance at a WrestleMania moment.
1: Well, he wasn't going to have a moment. He was going to be a fucking manager.
0: Yeah, but the yeah. fact that you get to experience stuff like that out in the open is probably the best experience you can have. Yep. You watching it is one thing. You being ten thousand feet in front of you in the middle of that ring with everybody looking at you, chanting and this and that,
1: it Yep.
0: It gets to you. You wanna talk about um Home Ice Advantage and, and and arenas and stadiums that have you know that are gonna make you shake in your shorts. I think at WrestleMania might want to do that. I, I just don't I I I hear him and his arrogance and I think it's a good character. Now, if that's just repurposing of his life
1: he's an asshole yeah but like where's it's not like he's a superstar no, no. where's he gonna end up tna i mean if, he's if, good on the mic he is good yes. on the mic he's got a very good x division look
0: he even said himself that he he appreciates all the time that he's had in the wwe for the fact of he was he was never confident in the fact of his mic skills And now that he's doing it in front of all these people, it's giving him confidence to continue to do it. Right. But. Yeah, there's the but. It's like, why? Why would you? Why would you shit talk it?
1: Yeah. Everybody like, look at how long fucking Kofi it took Kofi. You know, like, why do you think you're the fucking main eventer? Because you're walking around with Bobby Lashley. No. No. All right. Uh, WWE stock fell this quarter. Amazing falls four bucks off of there. But a lot of people are saying that it'll rebound that it's going to rebound because that is not considering uh, the WrestleMania take. Okay. And that, you know, you, the you, ratings have fell and the CEO, I don't think it was Vince. It was some other guy. I was guy, like
0: Linda or somebody else
1: <laughs> who's said that, you know, it's because they've had injuries, the superstars, and John Cena, God bless him, is out making movies.
0: So here, so here's the other thing, right? You're, you're, you got your cash cows, right? And your cash cows are now also biting you in the ass because they get so famous that like, they leave. Yeah, they become part timers. I I read something else that um um Dana White said that in the UFC that Brock Lesnar told him he's done. Yeah, he's not.
1: <laughs> That's but see what I could see that being now is going to come back is. Him going back to Vince no. and knocking on Vince's door no, and being like, well, here's what I want.
0: Don't do it.
1: I agree with you. Do. I'm not. just amazed that Brock gets the, the I guess, clout yeah. that he gets, considering he's married to what? S- Sable. Sable? Yeah. And Sable sued them.
0: Yeah, and Sable had, the only thing that Sable ever had was in showing off the, the handprints on her boobs from that time, and that was it.
1: She wasn't in Playboy?
0: Yeah, she was in Playboy, but... I mean, the only reference to her now is in that opening of when Raw starts or the the wrestling stuff starts. That's it. Then it's really quick. It's like Hogan. It's like a little flash and that's it. I don't know. I I don't understand the draw. I I don't even think there is a draw for Brock Lesnar. There really isn't.
1: He needs to, and listening to Eric Bischoff's uh, podcast recently, like an hour ago, um, he said, when it comes to certain people, you have to sign them even though they may not be the best wrestler, you have to sign them and use them sparingly because if you were to use somebody like Brock Lesnar or John Cena or Hulk Hogan, as he he was talking about, if you use them for every house show and every television and every pay-per-view, they lose that aura.
0: So you're only talking about certain people like a Brock Lesnar. Right. Because a guy like, who's a champ now?
1: Oh, Seth Rollins. He's a great worker.
0: Right. And you put him every week. You want him
1: every week. You want guys like that. You don't want Brock every Every week. week, You want Brock to be gone for six months and then show up at the Royal Rumble. Or you want Brock to, you know, someone someone new Mm -hmm. to be giving a promo. You know, like let's say Kenny Omega fucking signed, which that's never going to happen. But let's say he signed with WWE and he's in the middle of the ring giving a promo the day after WrestleMania
0: and Brock Lesnar shows up
1: and Brock Lesnar shows up. Then mm. you get that oh, kind of like you as an older person growing up, you know, like mm-hmm. now when you hear Hogan's music, yeah,
2: you, you get, get douche
1: chills like you're mm-hmm. like, oh, or if the rock were to come out secretly out of nowhere, yep. you would go oh, like your arms go up like you yeah, can't like control shit, it. Yes. Yeah.
0: Speaking of <clears throat> those type of emotions.
1: segues for days.
0: Speaking of the fact of your, you, which you said growing up, um, not sure if folks who are listening to this podcast have this on their TV channel. If not, you can go to uh, the website, but uh, the channel is called Vice, right? They have a, uh, a, a thing called Vice Land where they're putting out a dark side of wrestling. The know, dark side
1: of the ring is what it's called. Oh, is it? Yeah.
0: Okay. So they have this, documentary series and it's a do-
1: right. it's and let I me mean, it's a documentary but not like a cheesy like with where they have reenacting actors like oh you know like freddie mercury had aids and they have a guy who's got a mustache and fake teeth they don't it's not like that they have the people that are involved
0: but they they kind of sort of do but it's not the focus it's just simple simply to have a, a visual of 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 this character now i will say this um, I was an absolute fan of the Monday Night Wars, right? The documentary that came out. I was an absolute fan of when HBO did the Andre the Giant thing, brought tears to my eyes. I was an absolute fan of when they did Ric Flair's 30 and 30.
1: The ESPN, yeah.
0: I love those things because growing up, it's like, holy shit, I watched these guys in the 80s and the 90s. And now you're hearing the quote-unquote dirt, the behind-the-scenes yeah. stuff that you, with even with with the internet, you never knew about this shit. So I'm beginning to love this series. They have quite a few of them. I could just skim over the the things. The ones that I've watched so far are the death of Bruiser Brody. You watched it the other night. I watched you said. it. Yeah. Um, they had, uh, and they took this from the SummerSlam title. They had um, what was it one for your Man and Miss Elizabeth, uh, right. a match made in heaven. Yep. Um, so they had they had the story of them of those two uh they had the Montreal screw job they had the Von Eric's uh, last re- night recently. and i think the
1: next one is uh I forget the wrestler's name geo something he was like a uh uh what's it called an independent guy uh-huh. but, who they said you know committed suicide but his mom thinks that he fucking was murdered by drug dealers kind of i forget his name i tried to look up like what the next 3 uh-huh. episodes but it only lets you know what the next week's next episode.
0: So the one we have here on the uh, on the pick list here are Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth, um, and I, I tell you, it was.
1: It's painful. It's painful to.
0: You you know the snippets of what happened, right? All around, right? But what I really didn't know, I mean, I, I think I had my ideas uh, about it, but I didn't really look into it. I honestly did not know that Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth were married prior to
1: the marriage on in the ring?
0: Yeah. Like, like you brought him out as, as a valet and all that kind of stuff and that was cool. And once I found that out, I was like, okay, well, that's that's pretty awesome. That's kind of also tough to work with if you're bringing your spouse to work kind of thing. Uh, but they go into detail of how ra- Randy Savage and his brother, Lonnie Palfo, and their dad, so that's what, two generations of, of wrestling right there? They started their own promotion. They got Miss Elizabeth involved. She did production work. She did valet. So, miss elizabeth wasn't just this pretty face smoking and and body she was pretty yes smoking right. body and everything else it wasn't just a
1: look she knew the business yep and she was pretty for like <clears throat> the 80s pretty like even with the big poofy hair mm-hmm. and the fucking sequin dresses and shoulder pads
0: and not to not to ruin it but i mean for a wrestling fan you probably they die it. in the end oh. <laughs> um my, my yeah there you go folks it's an avengers storyline ended game of thrones yeah um, Macho Man and Elizabeth. There you go. The Macho Man was a
1: fucking dick. So, that's how you took it. I I took it that he was he
0: like. The, oh, I I, I don't know
1: if there was ever an allegation of spousal abuse. abuse. I I don't know if he was ever arrested for it. I don't remember. I mean, it wouldn't have shocked me because back in the day, it seemed like all wrestlers were. That's what they did. They did yeah. drugs and they smacked their yeah, uh, significant others. Yeah, around. But I I got the vibe. That he was over, way, way, way overprotective, way right? overprotective yes. because he knew what the locker room was like.
0: They even mentioned it in the show that yeah. Randy kept her like in the bathroom away from the guy. And even people like Eric Bischoff that commented on it or these other guys, uh, Jake Roberts, were even like, listen, that locker room, it's fucking hell, man. Yeah. If you, if I mean, who was uh, Randy Orton? Right, he got suspended because he shit in somebody's uh, gym but, bag. Let's like, see,
1: like if you read things online, that was commonplace, right, in the the seventies and eighties. If you fucked up in the ring or you did something or said something, that's how they would punish you.
0: Now let me ask you a quick question, since you brought up the old stuff, right? Since you weren't an old school wrestler kind of
1: guy, I'm right? I'm trying to catch up on reading about it.
0: When you when you look at the uh, Bruiser Brody thing, right? Because I was Bruiser Brody kind of. Was it really before your time? Oh, yeah, so yeah Okay. Yeah. So you seeing that, well, with what you saw, are you like, holy shit? Like, shocked and... and or, I would or, have been or, shocked
1: if what happened to him uh-huh. happened... I mean, granted, we'll, we'll Puerto Rico was America, but yes. if it happened here, in here like, yeah. if it happened in fucking WCW, yeah, I'd be, be like, holy shit. But then, I don't know, like, I remember when Benoit, and we're going to talk about him today, like... I remember when Benoit fucking killed his wife and kid. Like, part of me was like, holy shit. And then another part of me was like, I kind of just like...
0: Yeah, it was like, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm all
1: right. I guess he killed his wife and kid. Like, I'm not condoning it. Yeah, but it's like... But it you, wasn't. A, it wasn't an incident where I was like scratching my head going like...
0: Your, your first response wasn't, no, he didn't do that. Your response was, okay, no, yeah. yeah.
1: Again, because it's wrestling. and I mean, it it's got that dark past history where you either beat your wife, die of drugs, die of a heart attack, or you're fucking 70 years old and you're still wrestling.
0: Yeah. It's, it's that way of life kind of thing. But I, I think just watching the macho man and miss Elizabeth, they, it, it seemed they legitimately loved each other. They worked well together. I and mean, even
1: after they got divorced.
0: Yes. In WCW, Macho Man reached out to Miss Elizabeth and said, I got a role for you. I want you to be here and be my valet. And they were cool with it. They worked together. Now, what also pisses me off now, <laughs> hearing how Macho Man, he, they say that he lived his character or his character and lived him kind of thing. And it was absolutely true.
1: His intensity, brother. (laughs) In the eye. Dude, calm down. Um, I looked at a candle for an hour. Two two, two hours. (laughs) Two (laughs) hours.
0: Now, when Miss Elizabeth goes gung-ho over the rainbow for Lex Luger is where... That's where her life went downhill. I get mad. (laughs) And Lex Luger called into Bischoff's show. In 2017, legitimately talked about the situation, and uh, audio-wise, and it wasn't just pulled out of context, it was a good part of the conversation, legitimately made me feel like he was sorry that he did that to Miss Elizabeth. Now, when I say did that, and Eric Bischoff describes it well, is that he used the fact that Miss Elizabeth was head over heels for him, and was like, here, try these pills.
1: Oh, you can't sleep? Yeah, all the guys do. And the problem is, is there's Lex Luger that's, what, 300 pounds? Yes. And she's taking the same pills at 90 pounds.
0: And what's that going to do for you?
1: See, the way I took it, if you watch it, is, yes, Macho was definitely overprotective. But I think he was protecting her from the business. Mm -hmm. Like, here's your job. We're not going to go out and drink. We're not going to go hang out with the guys because that's when the bad shit creeps in. The yeah. drugs and the alcohol abuse and the car accidents and all this other stuff where people die. We're going to go and just focus on our job. And then the problem with that is, I mean, she's a young, beautiful lady. She wants to live her life yes. in, I guess you I'm using quotes here, like freedom. To be able to go out and hang out and have a beer with the guys that she's working with and whatnot.
0: And she got a taste of it. And once
1: she got a taste of it, That's it it's, it's like that nerdy kid that his parents are helicopter parents. They watch every move, everything the kid does, every every like all hook. the way up until the kid's a, a senior in high school. And the kid is, I got to be hauling my parents and this, and never goes to parties, never goes out, never does anything. And then the kid goes away to college. And mommy and daddy aren't there. And the kid drinks himself to death. Right. Because. Holy shit. It is cool. Right. Like I can do this. And they have no idea because they've never been exposed to it. And that was Mel- uh, Elizabeth. That she.
0: And they even said that. Where was she from? Um, Kentucky. So. And, and she was brought up in a. Strict yep. household kind of thing and That even, didn't
1: have anything Like she didn't have money or anything And now
0: And they even said that when When on On screen Right When he's When Macho Man smacked her around As part of the The bit Her parents oh, yeah. Did not allow Randy Savage Into the house Until he Made good on TV Until Hogan beat the shit out of him <laughs> And I'm watching it, I'm like what, what There's separation between work and life Pop Like <laughs> Like Nope so I
1: there were some comments that I read online that weren't on the show from Leaping Lenny the genius
0: <laughs> the genius Poffo. Isn't he it still, still sounds exactly, exactly like the, the genius yeah I you I and it and, and it, it infuriates me for the really simple comical fact of he doesn't have the goatee and I look at his face or the
1: arrogance
0: <laughs> I see the oh, mouth moving Vic martel right I yeah the perfume right and I see him talking, and I look at it and I go, No, that is not the genie. Where's his hair? Where's the beard and the goatee?
1: Nope. But online, he stated, like, on comments that didn't have to do, that weren't with, on the on show. The show right? He said that Macho Man hated Pat Patterson because in 1983, and it's one of the reasons he left. Like, he felt like every time Macho Man came up with, like, an angle for to do something or mm-hmm. a storyline. That Pat Patterson would shoot it down, and that part of it was also because they did a Legends Battle in 1987.
0: Mm-hmm. Didn't include his dad, and right? Didn't
1: include his dad, who is also his dad. No, it wasn't his dad. It was fucking Carlito's dad and the Bruiser Brody, right?
0: Yeah, Man, we can talk about that next week. I got I got some mm-hmm. questions.
1: Um, that he was a perfectionist. That his first real big match was, I believe, like WrestleMania seven or six or something where he wrestled Steamboat. Yes. And that everyone says that it's one of the greatest matches of all time.
0: Yeah, and he even said and I think they even said on the show that after after that match Savage never got to that level again.
1: Right, because he didn't have people that he could as have those kind of right, yeah. that he could have those kind of matches with. So then they moved him to the fucking announce booth.
0: To quote-unquote kill his, kill his career well, was over and done to with. To put
1: him out to pasture, yeah. as Vince said. And that, like, here he is sitting ringside and he's seeing guys that he could have those steamboat-like matches with, like HBK when Shawn Michaels started to take off and Bret Hart when, you know... And he wanted to have, like, feuds with these guys and he wanted to go back into the ring and Vince was like, no, I'm not. You're, you're done. Man. And then that's when... When he jumped, he picked up the phone and told Hogan, and Hogan was like, "Let me talk to Eric Bischoff," and Eric Bischoff jumped all over it because not only was he getting a legend, he was also getting Slim Jim.
0: At what did he say?
1: Seven hundred and fifty thousand. So all, and I listened to it today. All Bischoff did when he signed Macho Man, Macho Man signed for two hundred and fifty thousand. Right when Hogan's making over a million and Nash and Hall, these guys are all making millions. And what Bischoff smartly said is I'm going to pay you 250,000 first class flights, all this other stuff. You're going to keep all 750,000 of the Slim Jim money, which Vince didn't let him. Vince took Took a piece his chunk. Mm. So the way Eric Bischoff sold it to Turner was we're only paying this guy 250. And Slim Jim's going to advertise with us and all this other stuff, and that money is going straight to him. So Slim Jim is actually paying most of his salary, and that's that's what sold him. And they he like Bischoff on the show and on his podcast is nothing but glowing. Oh yeah, about Macho Man. Love the fact that that he he signed them. That he was a great worker. (laughs) That he never really complained about. You know, working with people or anything, he goes, he had to be talked, not talked into, he had to have explained to him when he lost, like when he had to go, when he had to let somebody else get over on him. Mm -hmm. All he wanted to know is okay, I'll lose, but explain to me the end game.
0: For that wrestler or for Savage both. himself? For both. Okay. Like, where, where, is where does this, it go? For where,
1: you? Like, let's start from the end mm-hmm. and work and our way, work back our way to mm-hmm. the beginning. Um, but he had nothing but great things to say, and he, like you said in the documentary, you felt that Bischoff was hurting when Elizabeth died.
0: Oh yeah, everybody. <coughs> the other, the other wacky thing too
1: is okay. why isn't she in the hall?
0: Yeah. That's one. Two, why wasn't she in when when Rand, in. Randy went in? That duh. Three, Scott Hall doing commentary on this thing. I'm sitting
1: here going, I'm, "Oh, that's the Montreal screw job. The his comments on the Montreal Screwjob are job even better. Are so much better. I'm, so much better.
0: I'm watching him on this thing, and I go, "This is Razor Ramon." Holy shit! <laughs> it just. It blew my mind.
1: Right down to the... He does the fucking show with the toothpick in his mouth.
0: <laughs> and he's doing... And he's doing the Macho Man voice with a toothpick in his mouth. <laughs> and he, he just stayed there. He didn't move. He didn't spit out nothing. I'm like, holy crap. But th- that's like the real Scott Hall. It's not Scott Hall on booze. and not Scott Hall on dress. That was...
1: That's DDP Yoga, DDP Scott, yoga Hall Scott Hall. Yoga Scott Hall. And it's a shame because you know what?
0: He looks good.
1: Nah, I wouldn't go that far. But you know... Guys like him, Hogan, Hall, I mean uh Nash, like they've got such a mind for this business that if you gave them a chance to write but I think a storyline or two.
0: But I think that's what happened in W C W Yeah, but I'm
1: talking now, where they're oh. not involved, where oh. they're not the wrestlers. Gotcha. You go, look This is your role. Like, if I'm Vince yeah. and he's bringing back everybody cause he brought back Jim Cornette and you know, mm-hmm. whatnot, like I go to Nash and I go, look, here's three wrestlers, Balor, uh, Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. I want you to write me three storylines that involve some combination of those guys. Just write me, tell me the end, the beginning, the middle, the end, yeah, who's the heel, who's the face, and submit it to me and if I want to use it, this will be your yeah you pay for your your you it. know your tryout, and see what those three guys like I would do the same I, I don't know why they never did this when Bischoff was working for them, Heyman's working for them and Vince is working for them. Why they never did a fucking all three of them feuding against one another.
0: Yeah, like ownership feuding with just have them have yeah. them
1: going and like it's, trying to sign guys as agents.
0: It, it's like a WCW versus WWF versus ECW and
1: have those guys work not on separate shows, have them all be on the same show.
0: It you could use it to your advantage because what they used Bischoff for was simply like Vince saying
1: Yes, Shock value.
0: he was my competition. Oh my goodness, he's here. You done?
1: Yeah, the 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 shine comes off of the the, the, the wow. Yeah, because, really quick.
0: Because like, look, I got him. He didn't get me. Yeah, well, that's why he did it.
1: And I, I again, I I know listening to the, his podcast and stuff that like, Bischoff deeply respects Vince McMahon. Like, even though they were competitive, Business. I don't think it goes the other way. Oh no. Like I think it, Vince kind of like like puffs up knowing yeah, that and, he and beat
0: Eric him. and Eric Bischoff's like, All Right, it was a business. I did what I needed to do. Yeah. It worked and you know what?
1: And we're still talking about what I did twenty years later. <laughs> uh speaking of twenty years later and WCW, Vicky Guerrero gave an interview.
0: Mm, why? For what? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, Ugh. Dumb fucking gimmick.
1: Well, she talked about that a lot of people give her shit that the only reason she got hired it's is because Eddie her, died. Is because Eddie died. But apparently she said that there were talks before Eddie died to bring her on as like a the managerial Eric it Bischoff just, kind of It just, thing. it looks bad and it will never change. Well, this comment doesn't help her. No. Where she was like, I think Chris Benoit should be in the wrestling, the WWE Hall of Fame for mm-hmm. wrestling. She goes, he did a lot of good before his ultimate demise. And yes, people are going to remember him for what he did, but people should also remember that, you know, he was an excellent wrestler and he did a lot for this business.
0: Does Vicky realize that pretty much the moment that it was solidified that Chris, look, Chris Benoit killed his wife and the kid and killed himself that night or whatever on raw, they, they paid a, a ten bell tribute and whatever time after that, when it was found out that Benoit did it, WWE.com scraped everything.
1: That show at like 9.30 took a, like it it, it veered really, it went from guys wearing like, it was in an empty arena, right? Too like, there were no fans or anything. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was like guys would just come down to the ring. There'd be no intros, no nothing. Feuds no longer existed because at that time Vince was technically dead (laughs) because that's when his limo blew up and he was in it. And then he showed up on TV, which killed that whole thing. Um, But there was, like, nobody in the arena. And they would come out and wrestle, and they all had, like, armbands in his shirt. And then, like, 9.30 came, and it was like, all right, fuck, he did it. All right, just go out there and wrestle. Like, we're we're not going to have... We're commentating or anything. We're just going to... We're not going to mention it anymore.
0: And WWE.com scrubbed it?
1: Those... I would be willing to bet that that Raw is in the archive and that tape is fucking right next to Owen hearts.
0: Yes. And in glass and in, in glass where usually it says in, if in glass break or whatever. Yeah. yeah. This one says, don't fucking touch it. All. Yeah. I will kill you. Yeah. They will never see the light of day.
1: I'm sure that there's a couple of those tapes somewhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I, Vince no, I knows. meant like, I meant oh, there's a couple of know.
1: tapes in there that are locked away that oh, are never going to be, be seen, again. seen again. Yeah. It should be that fucking buff bag. Well, Booker T match on the first night after they bought Nitro.
0: Yeah, well, hey, one became a gigolo, and um, yeah, Good. the other guy has a wrestling school.
1: I don't know if this is true anymore, because...
0: You haven't seen anything else, actually. Have I you? haven't
1: seen anything, but apparently they're doing the money in the bank. I know Drew McIntyre's in it. Um, I know Rey Mysterio's in it. Win, loss? I know... Fuck, who else is the other guys in it? But it's all the it's all the people that you're gonna look at it and go.
0: This looks like a smackdown. Drew
1: Drew McIntyre is gonna win it. Yeah, like, like Drew McIntyre is gonna win it. Like putting Aleister Black in there and Ricochet. Cool. I, I know Ricochet's in it. They're gonna do the spots. Mm-hmm.
0: Lars Sullivan's gonna dominate somebody. It's gonna end up Lars Sullivan and Drew McIntyre, and because Drew McIntyre is the vet, he's he's gonna win.
1: And Drew and McEnt- I mean, Lars Sullivan's going to destroy Rey Mysterio because that's where I think they're going with this feud. <sighs> yeah, I know. How many times am I going to see Rey Mysterio fight a giant?
0: I just want to keep seeing him get thrown into a trailer. And I don't care if I need to keep <laughs> watching that video from WCW. I, that's all I want to see because that's all I remember Rey Mysterio is. Not this Booyaka Booyaka 619 shit. No, he got fucking tossed into a fucking media truck. All right, so enough with the news. On to the segments. What makes a great WWE crowd? Um, my only caveat with this is prior to when um, that WrestleMania in, in New Jersey and, yeah. New, and Newark, that the cra- when the crowd took over for Fandango, if you want to have this conversation for prior to that, all, all well and good. Anytime after that is a no-go because now the fans think they're entitled yeah. to be the show. And do the wrestlers you, are just entertaining them.
1: Do you think fans are more knowledgeable now?
0: And because the internet? Yeah. There's, yeah. there's, And not to knock on <coughs> us, there's too many wrestling podcasts out there. There's too many um, internet websites and, and yeah, bulletin boards of, and rumors and everything. There's just so much out there. And I even think Lilo Rush mentioned something. That there's so much crap out there that people write and then people believe it and then I'm screwed kind of ideal. And I think that's what happens. There's so much... Social media has killed a lot of society's stuff, including wrestling, which, yes, is fake. Yep. We get it. But, look, before, you're sitting at 5 o'clock, sitting in a parking lot, waiting for WrestleMania. You could, you could sit there, connect to whatever Wi-Fi, use your own service, WrestleMania rumors, and you're going to find out half the stuff. And you sit there, and you look at your notes, and you go, yep, that happened, yep, that, okay.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, I mean...
0: It was even a joke. Well, there's a guy on Reddit that was that was able to predict every single match for like every like WrestleMania or every SummerSlam, or every pay per view or whatever. Well,
1: yeah. Now it's getting to the point where they're just rehashing shit. So, yes. but uh, what makes a good crowd? You have to have knowledge of of not just the match or storyline in front of you, but of previous stuff. So, like the pe- like I get, little kids aren't gonna know. No. Okay. The little kid who's still cheering for Roman Reigns and, and whatnot. That's great. That's that's what... That's what you want. That's what that's what makes wrestling... That was us at the beginning. Great. Right, that's innocence. <laughs> you know, like, that's the innocent. That's awesome. Like, when I was at WrestleMania and the little kid sitting next to me, he, he had to be, like, 10, 11 years old.
0: You and that kid were both 10 years old.
1: Right, but the, the, when that kid turned around and was like, Rey Mysterio's gonna win this match, and I think he was fighting fucking Samoa Joe, I was like... Yeah, that's not happening.
0: <laughs> but did you say it?
1: I did. And he goes, why? I was like, because Rey Mysterio has like a broken ankle, and they're not going to put a belt on him. You... And on top of that, Samoan Joe is getting a push eventually.
0: It's it. You just told a 10-year-old that Santa doesn't exist.
1: I know, but <laughs> that kid's going to go home and be like, that guy fucking knew what he was talking about. because. It's knowledgeable. Like, you know what's going to happen. Right. You knew Becky Lynch was going to win. You knew it. I think everybody did, but... Right. The passion, it's great that when crowds are into it, like you said, the Fandango crowd and the Yes movement and when they fucking were chanting na-na-na-na to Lesnar and Goldberg, it's mm-hmm. awesome.
0: I think that also goes back to the knowledgeable thing, too, knowing that this is it. This is... You're done. There's no...
1: Yeah. And you got to play along with the wrestlers. You know, that's another thing. Like boo the person that should be booed cheer for the person that's going to be cheered. Do the, you suck, do the John Cena sucks. Like that's what, when you're sitting at home and you're watching the crowd, that's, that's, that's what makes it more enjoyable. Since we were talking about like the, the atmosphere of Madison square garden and whatnot, when you see that on TV and you hear the pop of the crowd and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. that's, what's awesome.
0: Yeah, I agree with
1: that. Um, Call them out when they mess up the old ECW, you fucked up. <laughs> you don't really see it as much anymore. No.
0: And they also mute it once you start going in that direction. They cut ca- you, you,
1: you. I'll tell you what they don't mute it. just The C M Punk shit. Huh? The other day on Monday you, when uh Shane came out and he was in the ring and he was walking out and the whole crowd started chanting C M Punk and he just was like
0: Like you, you get out of your system, yeah. yeah.
1: And Why? don't be lazy with your signs. You don't see the good signs anymore. You know, like
0: don't don't they take
1: signs now? Like, yeah, but remember, like when they would go like three minutes or four minutes before we all started. You know, yeah, you're, you're watching should. Law and Order, and they would be like, and we're here live in Birmingham, Alabama, and you know, and you would see all these fucking signs. You, there was always like three or four signs that you know, when the crowd pa- when it, the camera panned to the crowd, and you'd be like, that's a fucking funny sign. Yes, you know, like you know, I remember the Rock ones would always be. Like people making fun of the corporate rock. Or mm-hmm. the, but, you know, now we got to talk about what makes...
0: What gets a wrestler over with the with crowd. With the crowd, yeah. The,
1: see, there are things... The, the old school is gone. Like talking about that show, you know, the wrestling mm-hmm. in the, the dark side of the ring. That stuff doesn't work anymore. And as much as these older guys want to turn around and talk and say, you know, like, well, it's still the same. There's a good guy and a bag. That doesn't work anymore. You look at Elias. Like, Elias is a great character. He's a
0: heel, and you're not supposed to cheer a heel. But you are. Yeah.
1: You are, especially... Stone
0: Cold was a heel.
1: If you're trying to get Roman Reigns over, why the fuck are you putting him against the guy that the crowd is cheering for? So, you have to have the look. You know, like, there's a look. Like, Elias has... He's big and you can't, you don't really notice Mm -hmm. how muscular he is because of what he wears. Right. You know, the baggy jeans and the ripped shirt, like you see it in his arms and his shoulders and that's about it. (coughs) But you have to have like a distinct look. Okay. You can't have that fucking cookie cutter, Chad Gable, Jason Jordan, Shelton Benjamin, singlet kind of. Okay. Think about Do they get get over? No other than angle, name a guy who's gotten over in the fucking singlets.
0: I hear the giant oh,
1: no, great, so again, we're talking about Big how it stuff. didn't work in the past <laughs> um how it worked in the past and doesn't work now, you know, like you have to have a certain look in my opinion i mean you you're more of a historian
0: i I think look at how like the nineties were, like when the one, two, three kid came in. Sean Wallman, X Pac, whatever you want to call him, how he came in all like he didn't have much. He had like the he had the double leotard kind of thing. Once he threw a kid on, like it was like simple. It wasn't like flashy. Now uh, Fandango, it worked with his character. So,
1: but now it now it's it doesn't work. And even the fucking the the, the Randy Orton just underwear. You look. don't see
0: that much. He can rock it, fine. No one else. You got to have you something like you got to have like extra knee pad kind of like thing hanging. You know, you need like, to have like a knee brace coming out of a knee pad to, to kind of distract you away from something else. To
1: Right. right. Uh, Daniel Bryan, you know, he's got the, the, the knee pads that go into the shin guards and AJ Styles has got the whole pants and AJ Styles has straight dry hair. He doesn't look like he just fuck. Like my wife said, like, why do all these guys look like they just walked out of the shower? She goes, why do they all look greasy and wet?
0: Isn't it one? I, somebody, some wrestler said somebody that like as soon as before they hit the curtain, somebody gets them with baby oil and rubs them down and all this kind of to so get them shiny and shit. But see like, that
1: I understand the, the shininess on the, of the on the body and, and it makes you look more cut okay. and in shape. But the the wet hair, from what I have read, is because of the old school '80s wrestlers when they all had mullets and long hair that, and their matches weren't scripted move by move and they would lock up and their hair would cover their face so that you couldn't, couldn't see, see them, them go, talking. all right, hey, all right, I'm going to throw you in the ropes, armbar, into yes. this. And <clears throat> uh, Number two it gets a wrestle over, your music. Good music, good pyro, coming out to the ring, your movement, you know, you're selling yourself to the fan, and you want your video and your song, as soon as it hits, for there to be a, a reaction.
0: And I think it's also, too, about size. If you're of middle, like... If you're taller than us, like a foot taller, like the six-foot, seven-footy kind of guys, you need to have that look where, like, 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 the diesel kind of thing, like you hear, like, a truck horn go and, yeah. like, the, like, the slow, rocky kind of music, and you just, like, walk out, like, a I-don't-give-a-fuck attitude, and you just look over the crowd, like, saying you're nothing, and you, and you just, like, walk down slow and get in the ring kind of thing. That works. The um, Razor Ramon kind of thing or, like, the, the machismo-y kind of thing, that works.
1: Or the Robert Roode, the glorious that works it works and if you heard the story behind it when he showed up to NXT and Triple H was like you know go through the songs here and tell me and he picked out the glorious and they were like why, why are you picking this? this is like for girls and stuff he's like no he goes this is this is my gimmick have you seen Bobby Roode yeah have you seen him lately
0: he got a mustache or something, right? He
1: looks exactly <laughs> um, like uh, Rick Rude. Like Rick. And he's yes. going with Robert Rude. Robert, yes. Rude now.
0: I saw that. that as soon as the brand thing, I watched like the, one of the other shows. And I looked at it and I go, I'm like, all he needs is like the curlies in the back of the hair?
1: And he needs the fucking tights with his face on it.
0: And it's, it's ravishing Rick Rude's kid.
1: Yeah. And that's exactly <laughs> what I think they're going to go with. I like even his gestures now. Like he's in and he's doing the like hands up the stomach. Like a, you know, he's doing all of the fucking shit that Rick Rude used to do. I want him to come to the ring and be like, "I want a pretty girl to come into this ring."
0: Then, then who do you Bobby Brain Heenan him with? Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. There you go.
1: Especially if Brock is really retired. I mean, yeah. God knows he doesn't need money. No. Uh, your charisma.
0: Mr. You, Charisma
1: you have to live your gimmick like watching the Macho Man thing and they're like he lived like life imitated art and art imitated life You know people have to believe in your character good or bad. You have to sell it on and off
0: mm,
1: I Agree like I believe that Sami Zayn's new character where he's like coming out and basically like shit-talking everything. shit-talking the whole industry That's probably him
0: The indie guys who get this push have that because, like, you know, Vince McMahon, you've kept me under your thumb career-wise because I was an indie guy. Yeah,
1: and that's
0: what... And this would be a perfect spot. CM Punk comes back and goes, I relate. Let's go.
1: Or, and Owens. Owens can do the fucking indie guy. AJ Styles could do the indie guy.
0: It's funny how all... All this time. It was like indie guys. Pfft, whatever. They, let them let yeah. go to these little... Because you're
1: wrestling some fucking bingo hall and I'm supposed to...
0: And look what happened.
1: Yep. But like Orton looks like a dick when he wrestles and comes to the ring and whatnot. But he's a dick in real life. Like he's not acting. Right. And that's... He's selling his charisma and his whatnot. Like I don't know why... And I think they did it in ECW. But like why they never fucking didn't do a cheech and chong kind of thing with fucking RVD where he was like in a w- pothead
0: In WWE yeah probably because by the time he hit WWE it was probably more along that lines of cuz oh, wasn't the attitude era yeah it was, it was they were more they were a publicly traded company or or leaning it, in that way but, but, but it was okay
1: to have what was it the dude from fucking the road warriors act like a drunk and throw <laughs> up all over the place and then he actually did kill himself, drinking himself to death. I,
0: I think the RVD pot thing, I that might be one of those like jump in the shark kind of things or it's like RVD, you know, he's for pot. Okay. You know, like it's, I think even now, like with him going back to impact, I think on his, his unitard or whatever, or whatever you want to call that, he has, he has like pot leaves on it. Like as part of his design. He's ever had that yin-yang thing, so he's...
1: But like you could have sold it in other ways. Like, you could have had him, like, in the locker room and somebody opens the door and like a bunch a of smoke comes out. Yeah. No, and, a bunch of, and they're like, all oh right, man, you got to wrestle your match. And he's just like, wait, what? Like, what match? And you put, like, fucking Grateful Dead posters in his locker room and, you know, like, the fucking hanging tie-dye kind of. Mm. And you just have him live it, like, wait, 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 I forgot, what? And you have him come to the ring and he's like... He just walk like he sees a kid in the ringside with fucking popcorn and just walks over and starts eating.
0: But let's let's bring reality into it. Right. You smoke pot. You don't just go like that. And You know, go, OK, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to wrestle.
1: Yeah. You and you, you make him lazy. You make him like he goes for an arm bar and fucking misses and twirls around.
0: <laughs> that's the that's the first hour overall right after you're your setup, up. And then you skating. have
1: him when you do a fucking promo backstage. And you're like, so what do you think about your match tonight? He's like, I'll tell you what I've been thinking about. Do you ever think about the universe? It's humongous big. It's enormous. Like, what if we're just one little speck of salt in a whole salt shaker full of universes? And you just have him, just fucking just... And, like, you have who was, who was fucking Ambrose's chick? you know, Young. Young. And you just have her, like... You, you put the
0: camera on her going
1: and no or you just have her do like a fucking gym from the office where she just like looks into the camera like
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you want <laughs> what you yeah, <laughs> what am i going to do with this
1: uh your your move set list has to be good today everybody like all of the moves that wrestlers use today used to be finishing moves in the 80s
0: power bombs power slams
1: like, hard clothes lines, like imagine yeah. Kevin Owens using that power bomb that he fucking throws the guy into the yeah the setting power bomb yeah. the, the, or the ring mat
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like when, that
1: yeah. would have been a fucking huge finisher in the 80s and 90s and now he uses it as a setup for <laughs> another move
0: yeah for like cannonball thing, which is
1: which is dumb. stupid but you know like the moves have to what got Brock Lesnar over was his look he didn't really have charisma his music was awesome yeah And his move set list, where where he was just fucking throwing people. Yeah, it worked, yeah. And it can't be a spot fest, because you won't get over.
0: You need to do what Kofi Kingston did to get to this point where you put him in a Royal Humber. Your feet can't touch the ground, so what does he do? He does handstands walking around the ring. Great. If I see that, like, three, four Royal Humbles in a row, I don't mind, because that's pretty cool. Because I figure out he's athletic enough that he can do that. Not that I expect it. But seeing it's like, all right, that's cool. It goes with his character. Right. Now, or, give me a little bit something more with who, that. But
1: Who was the fucking British guy that was a high flyer that got fired?
0: A British guy that was a high flyer?
1: Yeah, recently. Uh, Neville.
0: Oh, Neville, yeah.
1: But, like, he had good moves. But, like, wh- he how many lo- times did he you...
0: looked? He looked like he didn't belong in a lightweight division. No,
1: and then he's doing that fucking twisty falcon spin finishing move, and you go, like... All right, it's cool, but, like, after you see it once, twice, you know, like the Swanton Bomb. Oh, yeah. Hmm.
0: And now that everybody's more of a high flyer, that Swanton yeah, thing it, is its like a clothesline now. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, it's not anything see, big. And,
0: and what sucks is we're 40s. We've seen this. Now we're trying to see the fact that they took away the pile driver because you can risk somebody breaking a neck. Because, right, which is because, why I don't
1: think you see AJ Styles do the Styles Clash that much.
0: Because, I mean, literally, when you're doing that pile driver, you have to have your hand on that guy's thighs as he's dropping, and you got to push up so your neck doesn't. Yeah. Isn't that how uh, Austin got fucked up? Yeah, he got dropped on his head and.
1: By Owen. Something, yeah. Owen hard, I want to say. But like, as cool as Elias is, yeah, you have to have a a a good finisher. He his finisher is just the perfect plex.
0: Was that not a great name for a finisher?
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But all (laughs) it is is you hook the guy's leg and do a suplex.
0: Okay, but the perfect plex.
1: And that's supposed to knock a guy out. Meanwhile, Brock Lesnar is picking you up and fucking throwing you around the ring. No. And they're the same. They're the. They're supposed to be the same power that's supposed to take somebody out.
0: But the perfect plex was, you connect. You connected your thing. So when you suplex him his pin. shoulders are down
1: yeah i know so that's but elias is the same it's the perfect plex except he doesn't pin you
0: with it he oh hooks he hooks your leg he just does it and, and then pins then, you yeah okay
1: no it's a fish hook suplex
0: look at Fucking look at you losing well, the i try a video
1: game so <laughs> i know uh, and then you have to have the probably the most important thing is the mic skills there are, you,
0: there are, there you, are only three people that I can think of right now, who have the perfect mic skills. Rock. Jericho.
1: Kennedy. No, I, that's why I have him on here. Like, Mister, you, yeah, you have to sell your attitude, and you can do it. And you have to look natural. Like, ta- again. I hate to keep going back to Bischoff's fucking podcast, but all of those old school guys—Hogan, Hart, Nash. Hall, like Sting, give me my talking points. And let me run. And let me run. Tell me what I have to, tell me what I have to, the message I'm trying to get across, mm-hmm. and I'll do it. And give me my time, and it, give me my pointers, and yeah. And there there aren't many guys that do it today. Rollins kind of has it.
0: Mm-hmm. You don't want Booker T to do it. No. We're coming for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sherry going. But you, you did not just say that
1: <laughs> if if you and Elias is good on the mic. Yes, he is. He he's very good. It, it's natural.
0: I think that becomes natural for him because he's an actual musician, too. So
1: it's right. But it it you can get over like you, you might not have good moves, mm-hmm. but if you're good on the mic, your charisma and your look are going to get over like Mr. Charisma. Yeah.
0: Who is Mr. Charisma? Oh, yeah. Christian, right?
1: Oh, <laughs> a captain charisma,
0: captain
1: right? Like he's there's a great example. Him and Edge, yeah, just on their charisma and their mic skills alone, their, and their three second pose, got over. Yeah, did. And Mister Kennedy, you brought up the great the fucking microphone coming from that, the ceiling. That, that was his. He was an average wrestler. He didn't have anything. I mean, he was relatively had muscle, muscular. Mm-hmm. Well, nothing ginormous. Um, he is on the list of being one of the great Mike guys because he was able to sell. He won the crowd over with the Mister. It's just too bad he was a fucking addict and he got fired.
0: It's just, I I'd love to see him get back. I mean, he he took his time in, in Impact and that was great.
1: He's not coming back. No, oh, definitely. he's one of those blacklisted guys. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, but Elias Becky
0: Becky Lynch. Talk about somebody who—I mean, I, I kind of like read up and, and all that kind of stuff of where she was from until now. Dan, that—that's—that's that's a fucking hell of a career. Charlotte's
1: pretty good on the mic, although it, it's she's definitely one like you have to tell me what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's not natural.
0: She's she's not like her dad. Like, her dad was just That's uh, our uh, four Rick Flair.
1: Yeah, Rick Flair's, um, good looking. I smell good. Triple H is great, but he comes from that Rock, yeah. Stone Cold, Jericho. Yeah, Shane's pretty good. I like Shane's new thing, <laughs> where he comes to the ring, oh, Shane McMahon, and he makes the guy like, no, 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 the best in the world. Then he like holds his hand up to the guy, keeps saying it. It's kind of like what the is Rock he, used to do uh, with the. And also
0: like Rick Martellish kind of like a,
1: but the, again, old younger crowds don't know that Rick stuff. Martell, yeah. it's it sucks. Like you said, for guys in our age that have seen the it, the the rotation.
0: If yes, if you can take a Rick Rude and tweak it up a little bit today, I'll be okay with that. Because no, so if you be, take Bobby you, Rude, because you're mixing right. You're taking this generation's Bobby Roode, although he's in his forties, so it's whatever. Yeah, but but still, you're he taking. He doesn't look like
1: he's in his forties.
0: You take the old gimmick. You're taking your new gimmick, and like you're you're paying respect to that. I always thought that Bobby Roode was a, a tree thing from Rick, from Rick Roode. I, I yeah. always thought that just because of the name. I know it was spelled differently, but you know you have to spell it different. To yeah, but you get don't want to go. That's
1: that's so hacky. If you're like, who's Rick Rude's illegitimate son? Like,
0: no, I thought he was. I thought it was. Oh, legit. you thought for real? Yeah, yeah, but like a like a Rick. Charlotte and even like. when they
1: are legitimate fucking kids,
0: well, some they bit. don't
1: play that gimmick. Well,
0: look, look at look at Mister Perfects. Look, look at Mister Perfects kid. <laughs> Holy hell! Did you uh, fall out of the
1: bed yeah. tree? The genetic tree Oof. left a couple of leaves off
0: Oof, wow. when it came to you. I think we tried. you broke off a stick and you essentially just replanted it and it didn't grow much. And that's 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 Kurt Henning's kit.
1: Speaking good on a mic, you you left out Paul Heyman. He's another natural, like he is naturally
0: I just I just I just think Paul Heyman is going to have a heart attack in the middle of the ring and everybody's be like, Oh shit, that's a cool gimmick.
1: I said that the same thing about <laughs> Ric Flair about 700 times.
0: Yeah, but Paul Heyman looks a little... He needs to lose a poundage or two and stop sweating. Because, well, Remember what Remember what we saw with the Ultimate Warrior after WrestleMania? We're coming for you, brother. High brother. In, high Sticks and Super Kicks podcast, hsskpod.com. We're all over the place on the internet. Player FM, Spotify, Google Play iTunes, Podbean. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook. It's all on the website, especially our contact us page. mentioned a few times to let us know what you think on uh, this week's show. Next week's gonna be pretty good too. We're gonna be talking about a lot of uh, uh, another one of those. Uh, I think we put the, the uh, Brody uh, Bruiser Brody uh, death on there, so I'm eager to talk about those. Um, like I said, I was I was ha- I'm happy with these documentaries. We can talk about these for every days. Wednesday.
1: Yep, every talk Wednesday. about
0: them for days.
1: Yeah, we're also going to talk about if you had to make wrestlers into superheroes. Oh boy! Because apparently there was a big movie out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know some comic book movie.
0: Uh, Sorry, I was watching a bunch of dead guys fight on the screen that everybody bitch about was too dark. When you're fighting fucking dead people at night, the fuck you expect? I
1: I like to live in a world like reality. That's why I watch wrestling.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We could have ended it with that, but Mm -hmm. anyway. Dave, what do you have to say to these folks out the the rubes out there, all you fat, ugly, out mm. of shape, New Jersey hot dogs? Keep your voices down while Dave mm. over here tells you a thing or two about a thing or two.
1: That's all Rick Rude, right? Yes. Toodles. <laughs>